Hello and good evening to everyone out there listening. Today is December the 10th, 2020. I believe it's Thursday. I could be wrong. And this is, I believe, our fourth or fifth episode. I'm not entirely sure. Um, there's been development um, with our hemp and cacao infused uh, lip gloss collection. It's in production. Uh, we should have product to sell uh, towards uh, mid-February, early March, somewhere around there. Um, you know, this whole pandemic has really slowed business, especially um, boutique-style businesses, which is what I consider mine to be because I'm not a major corporation. I own four small uh, businesses. And, you know, with the manufacturers that I use to create the product that I design, um, a lot of them have either cut back on their production days. So rather than them being open Monday through Friday, most of them are now open Monday through Wednesday. Some of them are still closed. So, um, yeah, it just, it's, it's a little, it's a little concerning, but at the end of the day, it's like I was telling my, uh, friend and, or I should say my chef and good friend, Charlie Knowles, we were chatting, we were chatting up one day and I told him, I was like, yeah, like, I'm just going with it. Like, I'm just going with the flow. It's just one of those things where, you know, whatever happens, happens because him and I were chatting. Uh, we had went out for lunch at this really good sandwich place that I wish I remembered the name of. And I just didn't get the name of the restaurant. And I was looking for like a sign on the facade uh, where we ordered since we weren't allowed to go into the restaurant. We had to order at the door. Um, since outdoor and indoor dining are still banned in San Francisco. Uh, but I saw like no sign or like no name anywhere, but it was very good uh, sandwich, like amazing uh, sandwich place that um, he, we went to. Uh, but anyways, we were, just, we were just talking about like the state of the world. And it's kind of funny because as we were walking back to his apartment, which, by the way, he is moving back to San Diego in a few days, and I'm actually going to be helping him move. Um, but when we were walking back to his apartment, just, like, the overall, like, just just the behaviors of people, like, I, I, I looked him dead, you know, like, dead center into his eyes, and I was like, dude, people are weird, like, People scared me. He was like, bro, you have no idea. And I was like, I was like, I know. Like, like it's crazy. What's going, like, what's happened to people? Like, what's going on? It was just like, block after block after block of like, I mean, just people like what seemed to be like operating like in survival mode. Like, it was very like, it was just overwhelming. And, you know, I frankly don't know how much longer I can take of city life. Um, and that's just city life in general. Like, I know the Bay Area is a huge place, um, but 
even if I were to go to a smaller city like Austin, Texas, or like Seattle, or, um, hmm. yeah, you know, like some of these just smaller cities, like, I just can't live in city life anymore. Like, I find it so exhausting. And that was one of the things that we also talked about. Uh, we we kind of talked a little about, like, prison reform and, um, you know, the left and right, which I try to avoid. But with Charlie, I, I feel like he's one of the few people that I can really talk to because he has an open mind like me. And he doesn't ever condemn you for having opposing views. And that's very difficult to find in a person. Most people want to condemn you. Um, but he's totally, totally different, very open-minded, and he listens to you. Um, and he has a intelligent way of explaining himself that makes sense. So we talked a little bit about that, and um, I was just, you know, I one of the things that I said was, you know, like, that's just what happens when, you know, like it becomes this like liberal paradise. And I hate to say that, like, because I feel like liberal, like automatically people are going to think I'm attacking them and I don't need to attack anyone. I've already been on record as saying I'm neither, you know, conservative or liberal. I'm somewhere in the middle. So I'm not entirely democratic and I'm not entirely Republican. I'm somewhere in the middle between both parties. And frankly, I'm more of a Green Party person I would say I'm Green Party, then I'm Libertarian, and then I'm somewhere in the middle between Republican and Democrat. But since the you know the left and right seem to be the two dominating parties, it's kind of d- difficult. Um, it's, it always comes down to making a decision um, between those two parties. Um, when it comes to like actual influential decisions being made in our government, anyway. Um, but yeah, like I just told him, like I was like. Behaviors such as like defecating, you know, in public, urinating in public, masturbating, because it happens a lot in public, um, or even having sex in public, um, shooting up in public, um, you know, like all these like create like drug dealing in public. The fact that all of these behaviors don't really get anything more than like a slap on the wrist. And, you know, it's just why, like, I don't want to pay thousands of dollars in a mortgage, especially here in San Francisco, just so that way I can step out of my home and then be confronted with these behaviors or worse when the day comes that, you know, I have children for them to have to see that. I don't want to be paranoid thinking like, oh, you know, if my partner goes to the grocery store, like, you know, and I stay behind, like, is my partner going to be okay? Or am I going to be okay? You know, like, I don't want that type of anxiety. And one of my other good friends and I, um, his name's Luxon. He's South African, extremely, extremely brilliant. And and again, another very open-minded individual. So I get along with him very well. And we talk about so many different things. Um, what, uh, what was the point? I kind of lost the point that, that happens when I get really excited, but Luxon and I, we, I'm trying to think, give me one moment. Let me see if I can back, back trace. Oh, 
Okay. What was it? I'm trying to think. Ta 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 ta. Luxon and I. We. Oh, I lost it. I was trying to remember like what point I was gonna tie in um, that him and I talked about um, regarding like the current, <clears throat> excuse me, the current climate change. Uh, well, in the sense of like you know how our society is changing, um, and him and I we had he had brought up a really good point one time and. It just totally slipped my mind. That's what happens. Sometimes I get so excited to talk about something and I'll, I'll actually forget the very thing that I want to talk about because I'm a Gemini, June 3rd, my birthday. I'm like Gemini sun, Gemini moon, and I'm interesting, interestingly enough, I am Libra ascending. So that's kind of, you know, I... And I think that's where I get my romantic side because I am very romantic. I mean, but that's like a private side that most people don't know about me because I don't really show it. I'm usually very like playful, very youthful. I love joking around. I love making people laugh and I love people making me laugh. And um, that's that's one of the things that if you know me intimately, you'll know about me. Uh, but what was the thing that's driving me crazy? What was the thing Luxon and I talked about? Because it related to what we were just previously talking about. And I've completely lost it. But he's a great guy and uh, we talk a lot about everything. And he also lives here in San Francisco, but in a different area. excuse me but anyways um yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see how everything develops we're apparently like on a statewide lockdown i just yeah i like it's really weird i like you know got like just living through this it's it's so surreal but like i told charlie I'm just going with the punches. Like, I, like, you know, like, it, like, I basically told him, like, it seems to be like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It, you know, like, my hands are tied in the sense of trying to stop anything from happening. So I'm just going to roll with the punches. And, you know, with the more restrictions that come into, you know, come into play that I have to abide by, same with everyone, I'm just going to abide by them. Um, but it's heartbreaking because so many people have lost their their businesses and it, it's just, you know, it's so defeating morally when you've done everything the right way as best as possible, meaning that, you know, you, like you didn't steal, you didn't step on anyone's head to get ahead, you didn't lie, you didn't cheat, you did everything, you know, the the good, hard-working way, and then to have everything due to restrictions being on top of more restrictions, on top of more restrictions, to the point where it literally becomes illegal 
for you to operate a legal business and then everything gets taken from you. I don't think most people can comprehend that unless you're in that situation. And then we have other people who, you know, like they have families, like they have children and they're you know, like unemployment's right now for them. And whatever extension they gave them, it's like, you know, it's something, but it's not, and it's not even half of what it needs to be just to get them by. People are really suffering right now. People are really struggling right now. And, you know, I just hope that it, you know, that help comes soon because I don't know what will happen. It's crazy. So, it's still bugging me that I forgot what I was going to say with Luxon. Um, that that we talked about. Oh, it's driving me crazy. I forgot what point I was going to make with that, but mm, yeah, I don't know. We shall see. I'm still in the process of. Yeah, there's something. There's something that I'm working on. I, I guess I shouldn't talk about it, actually. <laughs> it's nothing bad. It's just, uh, yeah, I shouldn't bring it up. I don't think I'm able to bring it up. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I was at the grocery store because now, because all stores have to operate at 20%, um, it's 20% capacity. So today wasn't that bad, but the previous day, like there was like lines and it was so weird. And like the stores seemed so empty because they were um, basically, you know, only allowing 20% capacity within the store at any at any given time. And yeah, man, people were, you know, and, and like, and I felt so bad for the workers, like, because the amount of people who would roll their eyes at, you know, a sweet guy who's just there doing his job, just saying, excuse me, I'm sorry, but there is a line to get in. We have to operate at 20% capacity. The amount of eye rolls, I saw this young guy, he had to have been like 18, 19, or 20, um, get, like it broke my heart. Like I felt so bad for him because it's always the frontline people who take the brute force, you know. They always, you know, get the blunt part um, of these new policies that are being enforced and you know, it's got to be defeating when they're working these, you know, long eight to 10 hour shifts and then to get home, you know, even, even 10 minutes of dealing with constant rude people is enough to like, you know, really influence your day in a negative way, your entire day. I can't even, you know, eight to 10 hours of them dealing with that. Like, no, there's no amount of money in the world that would be enough. It's ridiculous. You know, like, I don't understand why people are in such a rude, ugly 
state of mind. Well, I do understand. It's just sometimes they just forget, like, you know, you can't lose that human factor. And I feel like that's what people are losing is that is human is just having, like, decency towards people. Like, how can you look at a stranger, a complete stranger, roll your eyes? Like, how can you be so ugly to someone that you've never met? All because, what, they're an, they're an employee of a company and you think you have that right to be, like, no, you don't. You don't have that right. <clears throat> I don't know. It's, I think on my end, too, I've been going through this, like, It's been like a very dry spell for me creatively. Like I really don't feel motivated. It's so weird. Usually I'm always working on project after project after project. Even if something isn't in production, I have, you know, like five or, excuse me, like five or so projects that I'm working on, be it design, you know, packaging or whatever the case is. But I have to say that it's been like two weeks where I've not done anything. I've literally just been um, in my room. That's why it was nice yesterday when I went out to meet and have lunch with Charlie because um, it was just so great just being out. Uh, Because before then I hadn't left my apartment. And I, I don't like revealing too many intimate details on how I live, but I will say I I design everything when, when it comes to my companies, everything from the packaging to the bags, you, you know, to the labels, to what goes, you know, to the design that goes on to the actual product, you know, pricing. Um, shipping boxes like all of that is what I do I design it and I'm kind of neurotic so if I don't do it I know that I'm most likely not going to approve the design if someone else does it like I just know it's fact I've I've tried doing it that way and it just doesn't work out so I realized I'd rather you know do it my way and that way it's no back and forth it's just oh this is what he wants and he is the one who's paying so this is what we'll do um, I don't get feedback from people because I know that once I've designed something, it, hundreds, literally hundreds of hours have gone into the design process. Um, although there are times where I have designed elements of my company and I've done it in less than 15 minutes. And they are elements that to this day are still being used. So it does vary. I shouldn't say that every design I make takes hundreds of hours because it doesn't. Sometimes it takes me as little as 10 to 15 minutes. My icon, I made that in 15 minutes. I actually made that when I, (laughs) funny enough, because this is how you can differentiate professionals from amateurs. Amateurs, you know, they don't really, um, it's like Whitney Houston once said, because they had asked her like, what makes a singer professional versus amateur. And she basically replied saying to the like of, 
a professional is ready to sing any genre, any note, at any time. That's a professional. An amateur, you know, they have to be told ahead of time what they're going to sing, how they're going to sing it, and they can't just on the spot sing it. And there was a lot of truth to that. And, and, I, and I feel like that's the same in my case. You know, I was on a strict deadline. Th- this was like a few years ago. And my manufacturer at the time um, told me like, hey, Ryan, you need an icon. And I was so busy designing all the other elements that I didn't even think to design something as fundamental as like a distinguishing marker, i.e. icon. So when I, at the time I was working at CVS Pharmacy and uh, back home in Robstown, Texas, and I was on my lunch break when I got, I, there was like a few napkins and I think to this day I still have it somewhere. I think, I hope so. Anyways, there was a few napkins And so I remember grabbing them and I started just, just doodling. And I came up with the icon in about, yeah, 15 minutes. By the time my lunch break was over, I I had my icon already. Um, So that was something that, you know, I did because I needed that. I think the deadline was like, the very next day that I needed to have the icon done. But, you know, I took care of it. And to this day, it's still catchy. People are are recognizing, they're associating my product with that icon, you know. And I think it's a timeless icon. I think it's very elegant, very simple. Um, And it's easy to remember visually. Um, So, yeah. But I've just not been, you know, very creative lately. I have my sketchbooks open. I have my colored pencils put away because I've just not drawn anything. Uh, The most creative thing that I did recently was open up my sketchbook, but that was because I was helping a friend with homework and I was working on the math problems that were in um, her homework. So I used my sketchbook to like, you know, work on the math problems but that's it I've just not really been feeling creative I feel like this I you know what with me when I work on something there are times where I literally stay in my room for days like I would not leave my room for days um you know good thing that Most rooms nowadays have, you know, attached bathrooms because, um, yeah, like I just stay in there and I don't, yeah, I check on social media and maybe that's a positive thing and that's what keeps me a little sane um, because I'm still having that interaction socially, even if it's on a, you know, even if it's on a digital platform, I'm still getting that interaction and that when I type something, I get replies, I read the replies and then I reply back, you know if necessary. Uh, 
but otherwise, yeah, I usually, I, I usually stay in my room for days. And that's, and that's always been a behavior of mine. Like, I don't want to call myself a recluse. Um, and this is the thing, this is the thing that confuses a lot of people about me because like, I think there's like an element of, you know, like me being attractive, but then also being really socially awkward. And it's not, you know, it's not an act. That's the way I really am. Like, I'm very introverted. I'm very shy by nature, unless I know you well enough. If if I can joke with you in a naughty way, I'm comfortable with you. You know, like, it's, uh, but otherwise, you're going to see a very shy, a very reserved, a very, very conservative side of me. I'm not going to, you know, reveal my true nature, um, which is nothing sinister. It's just me very, my true nature. I mean, I don't even know, like, if my quiet, shy, introverted side is my true nature or if my true nature is more my, you know, like, hidden, outgoing, very fun and joking side or, or that's a combination of the two. But when I'm working on something, like, I'm working on something, you know, like I really do invest all my time and energy into it and I don't stop until I'm done. Uh, And if it means me staying in for days on end in my room, so be it. Um, There's been weeks that have gone by, entire months where I wouldn't even leave my apartment. That's crazy. Um... Uh, you know, so, but that's an one one intimate detail of me that I think most people don't know is that when I work, like, I really, really work, and I, you know, to the point where I'll just be in my bed, drawing, writing, doodling, sketching, erasing, throwing away, redrawing, so on for out for days. That's all I'll be doing. Um and then, you know, of course, every now every now and then, like I do get very nervous to the point where it's pretty debilitating. Um it's really weird. Like I'll never forget the first time I had a panic attack. It was so weird and thank God I haven't had one since then. It was probably like a year ago. I just remember the whole episode must have lasted no more than like seven minutes, but it felt like an eternity. Um, And it started off very subtle. It was weird. It was like I was laying on my bed, on my back, and then I suddenly felt like I just couldn't breathe. And so like I got up and walked around my room, and then I was like, oh, this is weird. Then... I went to the bathroom because I was like, this is weird. Like, why Like, why do I feel like I can't catch my breath? And I was just laying down. And then, like, my legs started shaking because I started to get scared. And, and then I thought, like, okay, well, let me go outside. Like, of course, if, you know, may, maybe I'm feeling claustrophobic. I went outside and, like, yeah, I felt like I still couldn't breathe. And I was like, wow, this is weird. This is crazy. So it did scare me. Like, that was a weird, like, it almost felt like you were going to die. It was really weird. Like, very, very scary sensation. Um, but, you know, 
I've been pretty, I've been doing pretty well in terms of managing my stress. Um, so although I haven't been very productive in terms of creating new material, I also haven't been, you know, so stressed either. Uh, you know, um, sorry that I say, you know, a lot. I, it's one of my sayings, one of my many sayings that I repeat over and over again to kind of fill in, you know, there, there I go to fill in the blank or the quiet space between sentences or conversations. But I'm going to go ahead and kind of close this podcast. I know it was kind of mini, uh, and I was originally originally supposed to re- record this episode way earlier in the day. Uh, but as I mentioned before, I've been feeling, you know, just a little not so, like, outgoing. I've kind of been postponing a little, you know, things that I normally do creatively and that I enjoy doing. I've been kind of very slow to get them started. So this being one of them. And then I took a nap earlier and then I woke up and made some iced coffee at 8.15 at night. So, yeah, looking forward to not being able to sleep. Um, But, yeah, it was cool because I, earlier today when I went to Target, I bought this cool, like, these huge, like, cube ice, like like an ice tray to, to make, like, huge, like, square ice cubes. And so... Yeah, as soon as I got home, I filled them up with, like, filtered water so that they would be crystal clear. And I bought it just so that way I can make more iced coffee at home. Anyways, so I enjoyed it. It was great. And I hope all of you take care seriously and just be sweet to yourself. Like, honestly, I can't stress that enough. Please love yourself and be kind to yourself and to other people, too. Good night.